Kanan, there was a wolf, and there's something more to it. What, I don't know. I believe you. All paths are coming together now. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. We'll have to find out when we get there. You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the castle run less than 12 farms. Hey everyone, and welcome to... Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And we have a special guest here with us today, um, all the way from the other side of the pond. Katie. <laughs> hey, so Katie, so tell us a little bit about what you do online. Uh, well, outside of online, I look after children, but you don't really oh. want to hear about that. <laughs> I, dr- I dressed up as Darth Vader for work uh, yesterday, oh, that's amazing. Halloween, so oh, yes. that was pretty cool. Just all the kids messing around with my lightsaber and stuff, so <laughs> kept having to take it off of them. But uh, online, I am a Twitch streamer, and Twitch is basically a place where you can watch people play video games pretty much badly, good. I consider myself like, I don't play video games that well, but people, <laughs> I, I have people that like to come and watch me and support me, which I greatly appreciate those people coming to support me. And, and I've uh, recently got this thing called Twitch Affiliate, which basically means I get uh, paid, like paid like a small like, bit, like people can subscribe for like five pound a month, which is, uh, awesome. I'm kind of surprised I've gotten that far. Cause as I said, I don't find myself to be I might be being too modest. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, I'm a Twitch streamer. So I basically play video games for people. And mm-hmm. the video games I like to play is uh, a lot of RPGs. So like Star Wars MMO. I'm going to obviously say that because it's Star Wars broadcast. Oh, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I also like to play uh, other games like Mass Effect, uh, Witcher, Elder Scrolls. And I also play things, you know, like the... Uh, the online kind of multiplayer big games right now, like uh, Overwatch, I want to play Battlefront 2, because that looks awesome. Oh, uh, not on console, but that's another story. <laughs> It'll probably be on PC. But, uh, yeah. Twitch that is streamer. awesome. And it's, that's really uh, cool. Congrat- on affi- congratulations on Affiliate, by the way. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Definitely. <laughs> um, and so how did you get into Star Wars? Um, it's, probably gonna, it's probably surprising, because, like, well, I want to say I want to say kind of surprising, but like I got into Star Wars uh, through the prequels. Like okay, I'm cool. I'm a big I'm a big prequel lover, which is yes. <laughs> in a popular opinion. I know they're not great, but I love them. I love everything about them, even the politics, even the sand quotes, all that stuff that comes out <laughs> of it. But um, uh, so yeah, I loved loved the prequels. That's and, cool. Um, Excuse me. I have uh, I have an older brother who like was he was watching. He like he kind of got into Star Wars through the original trilogy, then prequels, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he showed me the original trilogy. Like one day I came. This is this probably was when I was about, I want to say nine or ten years old when mm-hmm. he kind of showed me the original trilogy for the first time, and I will say I wasn't really too invested in it because I'm like, <laughs> where's all the cool lightsaber flips and all this right. stuff and all the like like really show like flashy battles and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, cause that was one of the things, one of the biggest things I love about Star Wars and prequels anyway, is the lightsaber battles. Like, well, I, okay. I love the lightsaber battles now in the, in, the original, in the original trilogy, but obviously when I was a kid, I couldn't appreciate them as much as I can now. Right. And, um, it wasn't until The Force Awakens uh, was kind of like announced that Star Wars, you know, was coming back and was being reinvigorated and all that. 
that I kind of like immersed myself into everything like and I mean everything Star Wars like going going full on like in every form of entertainment with Star Wars so like the shows which I've only uh, recently caught up on because this Mm. season of Rebels (laughs) is uh, my first time watching it live as um, episodes episodes are aired so Mm -hmm. that's a cool experience oh yeah Uh, but yeah the books as well I love reading all Mm -hmm. the books I've done probably more reading like in the last few months than I ever have in my whole life (laughs) oh Heather's (laughs) right there with you (laughs) but the Star Wars books are pretty good and I'm trying to collect like series figures on my shelf here like the pop figures and stuff and Mm -hmm. like you know at at the weekends I like going to like car boot sales like junkyard sales as you guys call them (laughs) and I try to find every kind of little Star Wars antique you could probably find Mm-hmm. And uh, so I enjoy doing that, but yeah. That is cool. Well, that's awesome. Pretty, pretty much I love all Star Wars now. Well, like of course. Got, I have a Star Wars tattoo, by the way. Oh, I know people cool. who are listening to this can't see <laughs> well, it. Well, well, this will be on YouTube as well, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. <laughs> what, what tattoo do you have? It is the... God, I keep forgetting now. This is really bad because it's on my skin. But um, it's the like Old Republic Jedi symbol. Oh, cool. That's and awesome. I want, and I want to get like the Old Republic kind of like Sith on this one as well so that'd be cool that's nice nice that's awesome well cool so obviously you love star wars and, and as far mm-hmm. as prequels go this is a safe sp- safe space because uh, <laughs> you love the prequels too <laughs> in all their cheesy glory so yes <laughs> so yeah so no definitely and, and it's awesome to have you on the show um uh, we had met you on uh, twitter which has been really cool talking back and forth um you actually were the one that encouraged us to get on stitcher so that was cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's the only thing my uh, phone can really like, like handle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so cool. So, so we invited you on today to actually talk uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um, we're going to be talking the two newest episodes, The Occupation and Flight of the Defender. Um, so, real quick, I do want to get kind of first impressions. Heather, you want to start off with uh, first impressions of the episodes? I thought that, like, we were able to go back to season one without while still learning you mm-hmm. know and having them at season four if oh definitely makes yeah. any sense <laughs> well there was a lot of revisiting i thought yeah um, really cool and something that we can get into um but yeah um what about you katie excuse me <laughs> oh you're okay <laughs> um i really enjoyed uh the first episode mm-hmm. uh a lot i felt like it was um a bit like there was a darker tone to it because mm-hmm. you know heading back to Lafal and all like it was definitely a different Lafal, and it was uh it was kind of weird to see it like that because every time we've seen it it's kind of been like I'm, i know the the um, imperials have kind of always been there but mm-hmm. um since the show's um started since we first saw it but um it's always still had like this kind of like bright look to it kind of like perp- I want to say perky, even though it sounds weird, perky kind of vibe to it. And like the characters, obviously, they've all been kind of, you know, they get into like these situations which, you know, sometimes, you know, are serious, but then sometimes they're very lighthearted. But this episode was definitely, I felt like it had a really big, serious tone to it. Definitely. I completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, and, and for me, I, I mean, I I loved uh, the second episode the most, Flight of the Defender. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as far as the occupation goes, I mean, even starting into that, um, it, it kind of gave me kind of like a... a like, I don't know, maybe I'm saying this wrong too, but kind of like a 1984-ish kind of vibe. Um, for those of you that know what that is, um, it's just kind of uh, the, the surveillance state of everything in Lothal. Like, it literally, mm-hmm. everything that it's been building to at this place 
um, this is what the Empire looks like unchecked, um, mm. where they have completely taken over everything. Um, I loved Ezra's little, uh, hey, well, that, that's an old picture of me. Well, they don't even have, that doesn't look like me anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I love that they were still able to poke fun. I mean, obviously, being a children's show, if we're being honest, um, I love that they were still able to poke fun here and there, and it was still funny. Um, I love getting to see a lot of characters or some characters from season one and a lot of the recurring themes. Um, I loved in Flight of the Defender where that Star Wars is getting weird again. That is my favorite Star Wars. Like, I love the Mortis arc. I love, like, when Star Wars gets weird, it is at its best for me. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely excited to dive into those with you guys. Um, so, yeah, so we want to go ahead and start with uh, The Occupation. So, mm-hmm. cool. So, uh, again, I mean, it feel, to me, it felt like a, a little Empire Strikes Back-ish, mm-hmm. kind of, with Ezra having his vision and everything. Um, Heather, when we were talking, you actually pointed out something a little bit different about his visions. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I thought that they were reminiscent of when Anakin was dreaming about Padme, kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, I can see Luke in there, but I can also mm-hmm. see where Anakin also had an issue. Well, definitely, and, and so with with what us with us trying to find out what's going to happen with Ezra, because I mean, obviously, we don't we don't know if he's alive in the original trilogy or even past Rogue One. Um, I wonder if that's kind of I don't know. I guess foreshadowing of his character of the maybe the way he's getting those visions um, because Luke got it live while he was lifting rocks with his mind. Right. <laughs> uh, Anakin was it was the dream, like what she said. And so I'm wondering if maybe that's hinting towards a darker Ezra. I don't know. I don't know if like the Sith get the dreams differently. I don't know. Well, <laughs> seeing, seeing the fall probably all like, I don't want to say in rubble or anything like that, mm-hmm. just, but like it, it, it just parts destroyed and, you know, the Imperials have had their way with it. And, you know, mm-hmm. they've got their propaganda posters and recruitment thing like flies everywhere and like maybe that could have brought it brought it on that's true that's true um i mean and he's always, on, he always, yeah. always, obviously he's always thinking about the ball because throughout right. this, this season so far he's like he's always going up to my mother and going hey when we going back when we going back when we going right. back <laughs> definitely definitely and, and i mean i would imagine it, it it would be pretty jarring seeing the sky lit up like that was like the visual for that was incredible for one the, the visual um, when they when they first saw the fall that's actually one of my notes here when they first mm-hmm. saw it from like space mm-hmm. was was like probably one of the best shots for me oh, even, yeah. of that episode and mm-hmm. um even though it was pretty i want to say kind of sad just to see that the falls in that in that state at the, mm-hmm. at the moment but it was a, definitely a beautiful shot oh absolutely like, definitely all the, all the fires just burning and stuff Definitely. Well, and it kind of reminded me of the way that, and, and I know it wasn't that intense, but um, in Rogue One, where we see Jeddah from space, hmm. um, that's what it kind of reminded me. Because so when we actually, when I saw the trailer for these episodes, I was thinking, um, are we getting pre-Death Star? Like, what's <laughs> happening here? Because I mean, it looks that intense. Because um, I mean, I can't imagine what that area has got to be on the ground um, hmm. for it to be lit up like that. I, it's just everything about Lothal is just sad. But I did like though where. My Mothma finally sent him there. Um, mm-hmm. and Ezra took a stand and said, well, I'm not coming back. Like, I'm going and that's that's yeah. it. And so it could be the final place for his character. Um, whether that means that he stays or that he doesn't survive, we don't know. 
Um, but I, I love that uh, Space Family is back together. Yes, that's my <laughs> yes. thing. Is like at that moment is when Hera was like, it, "You're not going alone," you know. Right. And all I've this time, this space home with you. Yeah, we've been like worried about Hera, and oh yeah, she was back. Yes, mm-hmm. she's, she's finally back, and I love that so much because she was so cold. And I know we've said it like a hundred times, but she was so cold last season. Um, which, I mean, she went through a lot of trauma. Well, I mean, I can give her that. Um, but at the same time, it was just like, I mean, and Heather brought up this point a lot of times where it was, is she going to lose her family because of it? Um, mm. But now we get to see Space Family reunited. Yes. Um, Hera seems to be back to her old self now that she has everyone together and everything. Um, even so much to where her and Kanan still can't get a break. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You, you guys talking about family? Like when that scene, when that scene happened, then it was Zev on the phone. I thought like that's just like it's almost like the annoying younger brother. Mom, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like, like, come on, just like one. Well, right. yes, that's kind of what we want to see. That's all we want to see. <laughs> well, and see, Dave oh. Filoni knows that. That's what's going on here. He's like, ah, and you're not going to get what you want. Sorry. Because <laughs> so, yeah. that was in the preview, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That, that moment. And, um, but I didn't, like, I saw kind of like stills of like, you know, them nearly coming together and kissing. And mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't actually peer it like on the preview. So I didn't know it was Zeb, but I was hurt, like, I kind of knew something was going to come along and an interrupt yeah. them because that's just the way it is. <laughs> and um, I thought I was so I so thought it was going to be chopper. I, oh, I well. so thought it was going to be chopper. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it, it, that would make sense too. Um, I love that Kanan was frustrated by it too. He was just kind of like, "Here we go again." It's like, "Yep, yeah, I guess we do have to go." <laughs> kind of like really, <laughs> like not just at least a peck something. Yeah. Um, but I love that he played into that too. It was really cool. <laughs> um and i know and we'll we'll be skipping around probably yeah. quite a lot because i mean i'm all over the place like that <laughs> i think i drive heather crazy with that <laughs> but <laughs> um but i mean so even talking about um so talking about space family um going back on the ghost talking about rex so rex had a little sass to him i liked mm-hmm. it yes. <laughs> Poor I Callus. I heard the trump. I, I, I heard the you know the tuba. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've commended I, Star Destroyers. Well, I think you've answered your own question. <laughs> I feel like that's. Um, I'm. I hope we get more scenes of them together because I oh, really. Yeah. Lo- I like that. I just like that pairing so much. And Callus is actually one of my favorite characters. Oh really? Okay. Because like it when in the beginning he was like. Mm-hmm. The typical kind of bad guy like he'd turn up at the worst moment and then you know the ghost crew would just beat him like straight away and he, yeah. he, he would just have this scowling face all the time <laughs> but, then, but then when he you know he was fulcrum and he actually started helping and it's like that and you know he was almost like the inside man and now he's actually defected and he's now mm-hmm. a rebel i just love that whole character arc that he's had it's probably to personally to me like one of the best arcs of the show okay. i like that i mean he I, has I wanna, done I wanna, a lot. yeah Sorry, I, just, okay. I want to see. I want to see more and uh, more of him and Rex together, definitely, because I just yeah, that pairing is really really good. And Rex is um, definitely one of my favorite characters from the Clone Wars and in Rebels. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. No, and I love that what they've done with Callus because I mean, like you said, he went from annoying. I mean, I mean, guess like kind of 
cannon fodder basically (laughs) for the for the uh, rebels um to somebody of importance and to somebody right now trying to find their place in the rebellion um because even though the star destroyer thing was really funny like he was just like i've chased this down so much and now i'm (laughs) finally in command of it i'm sitting there going really guy it's just like he gets he gets brought back down to earth (laughs) right (laughs) like like he went uh, imperial callus for a second and it was like oh nope (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're not there yet man um you, when you join the rebels you you went back down the bottom of the ladder right you need to swab the deck you don't get to fly it <laughs> um but yeah no i like that they're doing more with his character though um I, I'm, I'm interested to see what capacity he really fully takes in the rebellion because obviously he is an inside man and he knows a lot of what went on in the imperials that knowledge can only get you so far though um and so okay so now that he's I guess, in a way, served his purpose. Now, what's his purpose? I guess is how I'm, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, because as of right now, I mean, it seems like he is a man out of place. Like, mm. he doesn't have a he, home, he, but he, he wants to outsider. make a home. Right. He's still an outsider. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see that, because I know Rex isn't exactly fond of him. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah. would like, I would like to see, like, at least some part of an episode, like, Almost like where Callus, like, you know, he's with maybe a group of troopers who, you know, maybe don't trust him still, right. which is to be understandable. And, you know, he does something that kind of, like, proves him wrong, that he's, like, he's, he's all for the rebellion now. Right. I, I would kind of like to see that. Oh, definitely. Are are you on the uh, the hot Callus train? <laughs> yeah, I'm not in my head, See, I told you it was a thing. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Um, I think I think you need a bigger beard like Rex. That would help me. That would be yeah, yeah, better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so cool. Um, so yeah. So in, in talking about the occupation, so the first episode, um, I loved all the season one themes through it. Um, how it was like not retelling season one, but if you've been with the show from the beginning. It was stuff that you were like, they did that. That happened. They were there and all this other kind of stuff. That was really exciting for me. I thought so, too. And, I, you know, I, Zeb was back on the ship, and he was cranky old Zeb again. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> last, last one we saw, he was back in his element because he was, mm-hmm. you know, part of the rebellion and everything. Right. And now he's back in the ship. You know, with his family, and he's like grumpy, Zen. wearing yeah. stupid, wearing stupid hats, which is great. Yeah, oh, I love that. <laughs> and then Sabine, don't make me paint you again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, I love that. I mean, all the way down to the puffer pigs and everything. How yeah. he's just like, yeah. they told me I have to stay away from him because I have that face. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but like, in, in even the mention of uh, Vizago, I mean, we get Vizago back. Um, but I loved how it, Ezra's like, oh, Vizago's legit now. He's got a legitimate business. Where'd you hear that from, Pondo? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? Is so legitimate now? <laughs> I don't it think was so. just funny. Yeah, right. So I, I loved all the callbacks to season one. Um, and, and then even revisiting Lothal. So he goes to Old Joe's, um, finds out that it's not Old Joe's anymore. Things have changed, which was really sad because... Joe's been executed. Yes. She's really messed up. Because <laughs> that was like their safe haven. I think that was where a lot of times they were getting their rebel information, I believe. Mm. Um, so 
I mean, yeah, old Joe is no longer there. Some hotshot Baron has taken over the bar. Um, I see. Um, yeah. That Baron guy. Um, mm -hmm. I swear, it's the same. Is it the same person from the like from the first season, like in Empire I think Day? It is. Yeah. Now I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure it is. Because, he was like the Thai. Yeah. He was like the Thai pilot. Mm -hmm. Guy that was just—it's almost just like showing off for sure, like right. for the occasion. You actually didn't get to see him do anything, right? <laughs> so it makes me—it is the same person, which I'm pretty sure it is because the voice actor I do know, mm -hmm. um, what's his name? I got it here. Greg, Greg Ellis is the voice actor. He actually—he's mm -hmm. a—he's a voice in um, one of my favorite games, Dragon Age Inquisition. So I can just tell his voice from anywhere. Oh, and I'm like, you. I can hear your voice again, so I know it's you. And <laughs> but I, it makes me think. Yeah. Like, how if it, if it is him, which I'm assuming I'm. I would imagine. Pretty sure it is. Yeah. Well, how, and, how, and with how, all the. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. How You're is okay. he um, gone from being like just like a show off tie pilot who actually mm. we didn't see do anything in the tie fighter like yeah. almost being like a a leader of a a section of Lafar. Right. Well, and the impression that I got from him is kind of like he's the the pretty face for the propaganda mm. posters, um, is what I got. Because I mean, like you said, he if if he is that pilot, I'm pretty sure he is. Because that'd be a cool callback to season one, in addition to all the other ones. Um, but it, if he is, that's the that's the show pilot, basically. That's mm. the the hot shot, the the ones that everybody's supposed to swoon over and everything mm. to. And every he he's the one that does the commercials basically. <laughs> um, but he was I mean, in like, charge of Death Troopers, like he was yeah. commanding like Death Troopers about. So that's like a mm -hmm. I want to consider like a big deal. You would think, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely, um, but yeah, I mean, it, other than that, like you said, I mean, I don't know that we've ever seen him actually do anything. Um, for anybody watching or listening, um, if you can correct us, <laughs> if you if you remember him anything, please let us know and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that it was interesting that literally everything and, and then on top of that the positive imperial march playing in there i did made I, I, my I, skin crawl <laughs> i noted that down it was almost like an imperial march with a cantina vibe yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like it was kind of weird it was kind of like an upbeat kind of one like you i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you saw some like people dancing in the corner to it <laughs> right <laughs> it was just so strange because like I, for a second i didn't catch what it was and i was like hold on um, so the, the, the Imperial March, I, I'm not a fan of that version at all. Like it's, it's, just, almost, it's almost like you're on hold. It makes you feel gross. That's, that's like your little jingle. That's right. Like, yeah. Music. It, it makes you feel kind of gross to be honest, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah. And so, but in that, in that kind of like bar, I guess, Cantina, whatever they, whatever they call it in the Star Wars verse, um, this new Imperial Cantina, um, we actually get to meet somebody from season one that we haven't seen for quite some time. Um, yeah. So Jai Kel, um, which for anybody who knows, I, I didn't find this out till today. Um, have, have you, I, I know Heather, you said you've watched Hook. Katie, have you seen Hook? It's like a... Uh, is that Robin Williams? Yes. Yeah. I haven't. I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. So, so Jai Kel, um, the voice actor, was also Rufio in Hook. I didn't know that. I kind of mildly fanboyed out just saying <laughs> thought that was pretty cool. So fun fact of the day. Um, but no, but I like seeing Jai come back. Cause at first I didn't recognize who he was. Um, Cause all of a sudden Ezra was like, Oh, Jai Kel. I'm like, that name sounds really familiar. So I had to do a little season one research. Um, but uh, he's the one that was at the Academy when uh, mm -hmm. Ezra was undercover and was in that crazy pit or whatever um, that decided to stay behind to try to fight from the inside. Um so I thought that that was a really cool callback uh, in addition to everything else um, as well. What did you think guys think? 
I think it also um, it just it showed. I think it maybe it it was it was to show kind of Ezra Ezra mm-hmm. and probably the audience as well that Ezra still has obviously friends. He has contacts, like he mm-hmm. obviously has the, some rebel contacts in Bloodfall, but he still right. has friends as well, which mm-hmm. will always obviously have his back. Oh yeah, de- well definitely yeah. I mean, <laughs> he got him out of a really really sticky situation, <laughs> or what could have been pretty bad. Um, but yeah, so I thought that that was really really cool that we actually got to see that from season one um, and that Jai is still around um, and now helping with the rebellion and everything. Um, so it's cool to see that turn around, but like it gave me kind of like a, it's a wonderful life kind of vibe of Ezra getting taken out of everything. <laughs> and this is what happens. It's like the world would be better without me. And then all of a sudden he comes back and everything's like awful. <laughs> like Should have stayed gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like that's that's the whole vibe it got I got from it, but um, but I mean, yeah. And then when going forward in the episode, I mean, we even go down to where we're back in the the same tunnels that we escaped in from season one too. Um, so all that kind of stuff with the starboard. Thank goodness they had a way out this time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rather than last time really having to shoot their way out that bad. Um, but yeah, and so I mean, with the with the first episode, personally, I just felt like it was a lot of hey, let's tie up some loose ends. Because Filoni mm-hmm. did say in, a, in, in an interview at one point where, I know we've talked about it uh, a bunch of times, where uh, Rebels seems to have so many filler episodes. Mm-hmm. Like episodes that just aren't tied into any main storyline. It was just kind yeah. of a filler episode, filler episode. Well, Filoni recently said in an interview, um, it may not have been too recently, but it was in an interview, um, where he was talking about how the ones that we thought were filler episodes, you'll know now that they all had a purpose, every single one of them. So I'm interested to see how that's going to come across, especially with uh, AP5 floating in space with the little things around him <laughs> singing. Uh, I want to know how that's going to tie into everything. It'll be, it'll, 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 one of the episodes will just end on looking up at right. the sky, and you'll just see him flying by still singing. <laughs> I think that would be great. Uh, like a musical episode or something. Yes. No, <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, I mean, I love the callbacks to it and everything, and love that we were in uh, Ryder. Heather, did you have anything you want to say about the episode? Um, I thought when Ezra was like, I never thought it'd be this bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know when he, like you said, he left because he thought it would be better without him, and then. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sorry. Kind of, it, it's um... a. It's the It's a Wonderful Life movie. If you've ever seen that, literally the guy's like, I wish I'd never been born. And then he comes back to like Potterville where the guy's <laughs> taken over everywhere. <laughs> like it's, it's a movie that my family watches every single Christmas. But I mean, like, I, I, I love it though because literally that's what it felt like. Um, he decided, okay, cool. Let's all be fine. And he's going to go off with Space Family and do his thing. And then he'll come back and save it one day. But when he left, everything fell apart. Yeah. So even the people he entrusted to take care of it, Ryder um, and his crew, they weren't able to do it without him, um, which shows the importance of him on his home planet. Um, I wonder if Ezra could have prevented it, but I don't know. I kind of feel like it's a natural. I felt like it was a natural escalation. Yeah, I don't think he could have prevented it, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> so cool. So did anybody else have any thoughts on that first episode? The Not occupation. The first one. Okay, uh, we we'll uh, got tons of thoughts for the next one. I oh, had some, had something with it is in the occasion. Yeah, got in my notes here. Um, we saw more Rogue One things, which was um the hover tanks. Oh, there were hover yes. tanks that were used mm-hmm. in the 
Jedder Assault, which mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool, and obviously more Dev Troopers, which is always really cool to see because they just they sound awesome, they look awesome, and um, but yeah, I just like that they're adding in they're adding in more kind of Rogue One elements, and mm-hmm. you know maybe you know things that maybe Rogue One fans would just point out, going, hey, I, I saw that, I know what that right. is, I right? <laughs> but I like those kind of Rogue One tie-ins, which makes me just kind of hope for a, a character tie from Rogue One because mm-hmm. I'm still hoping for Cassian and K two. Oh, still that would be so that. cool. That would be so cool. Like, e- even just K2, like, just to show yeah, us. Just K2. I mean, Alan Tudyk will come back. <laughs> like, I speak for him, but no. <laughs> but I think that would be awesome. At least K2. That would be so cool. Maybe K2, 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 K2 before he's... Yes. Maybe before K2 is reprogrammed, even. That would be That'd cool. Because cool. we don't know how long they were together, really, I don't think. Um, or at least I don't. Um, but yeah, Cass- Cassian and K2 would be a great character. Oh, man. See, now you got me excited. <laughs> don't get too excited. That would be so cool. But I, love, I love K2SO. I love K2SO so much. Um, but yeah, so cool. So yeah, no, I, I love all the Rogue One elements. Um, it, it's been the theme through the whole thing, but it's yeah. we're getting closer, too, and that's what I love. We're getting so much closer now. Somebody pointed out, I saw online, where they noticed that Saw still has both of his legs, and he's not on that ventilator and all this other kind of stuff, and so I wonder if we'll find out what happened to him. Sure. I was kind of hoping for that in the last week's episodes. I was kind right. of sitting there hoping, are we actually going to find out how he got all messed up and yeah. lost his legs and had the breathing apparatus? But we didn't. But and then there were people right. saying, "Well, we don't really need to see that." But that's it's kind of. But it's it is. I, I, want I kind of. I kind of want to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, originally it was supposed to be. Um, it, it's a now deleted scene because they had wrote, written the script that Saw encountered Vader in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that didn't make it into the movie, but like that was how he got that ventilator and he lost the leg was because somehow he narrowly escaped from Vader, which is pretty intense. That would have been cool. Yeah. But see, in that, in that sense, if it was a, hey, he escaped from Vader, I feel like he would, his, he would have caught his white well, basically. Mm. Um, he would have found out all of the secrets and all of the things and the lies and deception and all that stuff. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, I don't know. It kind of would have been too much of an escalation for his character arc if that ended up being it. But I think it'd be cool to see something like that. I mean, obviously, we're, I don't imagine we're going to get too much graphicness on a no. cartoon, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they have cut down on the decapitation since Clone Wars, so there is that. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that would be cool to see Saul's progression there, but yeah, no, I, I love I love seeing the hover tanks. Because um, it's just really cool callback stuff. Like, literally this whole episode, the, the occupation, like, I felt like it was a lot of callbacks. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of a state of the union for Lothal. Okay, well, how far has it gone, and what's happening, and what are we up against? Um, because with Ezra saying, hey, I'm not leaving Lothal, I'm pretty sure that the rest of these episodes have to take place there. Because I don't, yeah. I mean, unless he dies or something like that, there's no way that we're getting off of Lothal at this point. Because <laughs> he's made it very clear that he's not leaving. So we have found our final resting place. And then on top of that, we have scenes that we saw in the initial trailer, like Lothal on fire and all that other kinds of things falling from the sky that we haven't seen yet. So I think we got a lot more to go in Lothal. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we ended the season that way. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like Lothal will be like the the boss battle stage. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's, it will be like the 
you know, what I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it'll be where their, their final stand, their yeah. final stand takes place. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So Heather, did you have anything else on this episode? On this one? No. Okay, cool. All right. So we'll go ahead and we'll start with uh flight of the defender. All right. So this one was my favorite out of the two. <laughs> I just want to say, because I absolutely freaked out. I felt like <laughs> through the whole thing. Um, but I just want to start from the top of it. So uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are our resident stormtroopers. <laughs> the list just keeps on growing of things that stormtrooper armor is not equipped to handle. Cats are now on the list. That was, was like, what I know we're starting off here, but it's like when Filoni voiced one of those troopers as well. Did he really? It's, it was it was um Steve Bloom who voices mm-hmm. Zeb, who voices a lot of troopers throughout the show, yeah. if you listen carefully. And I think the other one was Dave Filoni, which makes it even funnier. But <laughs> it was just it was just how they were like, Hey, trace the cats and then and then it kind of you know, we we were with Ezra and Sabine for a while, but then it came back to them and they were still chasing them over the hills. I'm like and I was watching with some friends at the time, and they were like, why are they even chasing them that right? <laughs> well, it shocks me how stupid they make the, the, the Imperials. But, you the know, bumbling. it's like, it's a joke. It's yeah. Star Wars joke. That's true. I mean, if it was like a live action thing, like I could be like, okay, well, that's a little bit too much. But I mean, again, it's a children's show. It's so, children's I mean, show, yeah. you, you've got to have that com- comedic relief. I just found it funny that yeah. the two. The, the loaf cats are dangerous. Yeah. The, the loaf cats. Yeah. The loaf cats were able to outdo two stormtroopers, mind you, assigned to a top secret <laughs> aerial weapon um, that nobody knows about that they're still testing. Assigned to guard this one thing, and loath cats are the priority. <laughs> Chasing them through the plains is the priority, and I was just like, "Okay." <laughs> and then they turn around. What's that sound? I don't know. Boom! Blown over. <laughs> it was just like, "Okay." <laughs> well, you know they're not going to be able to go back home. No, like, you you might as well keep walking. Yeah, you just might as well pull a fin and just exactly keep going. It's like there, there's no coming back from that one. Your your post was abandoned. You lost the top <laughs> secret weapon. You're yeah. <laughs> well, and me kind of think of um and uh, Katie. I don't know if you've been following the Han Solo news, but the Tag and Bink. Um, thanks. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, they're supposed to. I don't know anything about Tag and Bink, but they're supposed to be like the comedic. Imperials or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is that tagging me?" <laughs> Obviously, probably not. But it just, yeah, it just made me think of that. Um, just the the bumbling stormtroopers is what it felt like. Wow. I loved it. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely wow. Oh yeah, super special. Um, and then on top of, um, I guess we'll continue with bumbling. Uh, Ezra and his uh, prowess. <laughs> and yes. balance and everything falling over everything i've never i don't feel like i've ever seen him that clumsy they're like it was the first that like i don't because because it's a kid's show as we as mm-hmm. we said if it was live action i maybe would think okay this is like george our territory now you're in a bit too <laughs> oh, <silly."> no. <laughs> <laughs> and um like but because it's a kid's show i kind of i kind of Mm-hmm. give them the benefit and like i let it slide and you know yeah. gives me a little bit of a chuckle <laughs> like in the first episode when he was just you know everyone else was really cool with their jetpacks and he's just spinning yeah. out of control going i don't know how to work this thing and it's like this like hitting everything is like 
it's yeah i feel like ezra's always had like a like kind of like a goofy little side to his personality so that's mm-hmm. also like it also makes me think okay it gets, it's just building more on his personality but yeah i'd like to see him read it in just a little bit now just to get, <laughs> get it together really. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely because like in in i kind of chalked it up to him getting distracted by the loaf wolf and he just mm-hmm. wasn't on his game but at the same time it felt like oh there's another crate Oh, he fell over again. There's another crate. It was just kind of like, how many are you going to fall over? Like, <laughs> it's like now we're just like trying to find crates to fall over at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I mean, I still, I still love the opening se- sequence of it and everything. Because um, I mean, obviously, I mean, I guess you could just go with the title of it. I mean, you kind of knew that they weren't going to be successful in just getting it out and getting out. Um, getting the little, uh, what was it? The it wasn't the NAF computer. It was um, it's like the flight box or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. something like that. Kind of like it's black box of the, information the readouts. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I was happy though that Sabine finally got the idea. It's like, oh well, let's just drive it out. Just hijack it. <laughs> yeah, just take it. I'm in here anyway, so why not? Just crank it thing up and take off. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely. I, I love Sabine this season. I'm loving Sabine oh, yeah. this season. Like, just from her, like, the selfless kind of act of, I know she never wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. She never really wanted to leave Mandalore, but, like, the selfless act of, like, okay, I'm going to hand it over to Bo-Katan, and that was a really cool, cool mm-hmm. kind of side to see to her, how she turned her own weapon against, like, the evil Mandalorians, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the idea to hijack the Tire Defender was just really, like... Awesome. It's a Sabine oh. move. Yeah, it's a Sabine yeah. move, and and I love that in this season it seems that all of the characters are really like coming to life. Um, yeah, they're just lighting up and just kind of really showing out in what they do. Um, because I mean, there's been seasons where okay, Sabine was all right. Um, there wasn't mm-hmm. much from her, or last season where Hera was distant and cold and didn't seem like she had much character to her. Um, I mean, you have those, but in this one, it's like everybody is in their element. They know what they're doing, and they are doing it. Mm. Um, I haven't had any complaints with it at all. What about you, Heather? Um, no. Um, Thrawn was, uh, I loved when he was, like, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah. you know, because he's like, well, if Ezra's meager flying skills can get us you know out shine you know then this is going to be a great project and i just like ron i I have a soft (laughs) just speaking just speaking of ron like one one moment of the episode which i kind of thought was just i i don't even know like when he he just held the gun up to the tide of fire and it was coming at him i'm like you're really overconfident or just stupid to like do that but then again if it i'm going with the former because it's Thrawn, a bit mm-hmm. overconfident. But then I was actually expecting him to shoot it down. Like, yeah. <laughs> at that point. But it's just like how ba- how kind of like outrageously cool it was just to see him just stand it like, yeah, I'm going to try and take this down right here, right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he's got to turn everything to a test of some type. Some type. So, um, so, yeah. So, no, I mean, that whole, season, that whole sequence was just awesome. I, I loved it. I love the way the Defender looks, um, first mm. off. I think it's really cool. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I want to get to 
what we obviously really, really want to talk about, <laughs> and that's Loath Wolves. They look so good. They look so good. They look beautiful. They look beautiful. Yes. So I want to get something out of the way real quick because I mean, it's it's it, it. I feel like it's obvious, but it keeps coming back on our Instagram. Ahsoka is not the wolf, guys. <laughs> He, she is not the wolf. She is not controlling the wolf. She is not inside the wolf. She is not the wolf. Ahsoka is somewhere else. She lives do, somewhere else. She does. She does live. She does live. I believe firmly that she lives. Yes. But I kind of wanted to say, like, because I was when I was watching it with the with my friends, like we, you know, we were all discussing mm-hmm. which we'll obviously get to, which is like that ending kind of scene, mm-hmm. that mysterious kind of ending, and it, it just made me think. I I know Ahsoka's not the wolf, and blah blah blah, <laughs> but. Yeah. Does she have anything connection, anything to do with these wolves? It's like that's yeah. I don't kind of want to go on that. Yeah, I don't feel like it would be an impossibility because she is imbued with the power of the daughter and everything Mm -hmm. from the mortis art. So I I don't think it's an impossibility. But so so I'll go ahead and share my theory (laughs) because I literally I had chills all over. I was like losing my mind my wife was laughing at me (laughs) because i was just like i was so excited about it because so my big thing was okay so she the loath wolf comes up and sleep i thought that was really cool cool. and then all of a sudden sabine remembers nothing apparently nobody has seen these wolves yet but ezra (laughs) and so it's just kind of like okay well cool um but on top of that so he asked well why, why did you help us why are you here and the Loth Wolf answers, Doom. So going for two sides of the camp. So I don't think that it's Doom, D-O-O-M, because I feel like that would be a very grim answer to answer. Why did you help me? Doom. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> I don't want to see you again. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's Caleb Doom, which is, for those who don't know, Kanan's real name. Right. Um, I want the wolf to be Depa Balaba, his master. Oh, I think cool. that would be absolutely awesome. I haven't seen anybody say that yet, so I'm hoping that maybe I'm the first. <laughs> maybe I had an original original thought. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but no, but I mean, I, I think it would be so cool because, like, I mean, we only have a handful of people who actually know Kanan's real name, um, whether by accident or on purpose. Maul was one of them. Hera's one. Um, other than that, um, I think Ahsoka probably knows his name because they mm-hmm. knew each other in the temple. Um, other than that, there shouldn't be anybody else. And so, I mean, I guess it doesn't eliminate Ahsoka, whatever. But <laughs> but I honestly think it would be really cool because, I mean, Depa Balaba was killed during Order 66. And so Filoni had released an image, which I believe we have up in this video, um, right before the episode, um, where it said um, it was the whole thing about the Force binds us together and, and all that whole quote right before the episode released. And it's Ezra and the wolf underneath it. And so, I, like, I, I, I'm not saying the wolf actually is his master, but at mm. the same time, being Force-sensitive, obviously, um, what if there was that connection? What if somehow Devilaba was able to make that connection and these wolves who have not been seen for hundreds of years all of a sudden come out of hiding? That would be cool. There's some kind of awakening in the force. I think that would be awesome. I want to see more of these things. Uh, Cause like I said, yes. at, the, at the first of this episode, weird star Wars is great. Star Wars to me. I love when it gets weird <laughs> because that's when you really dive into the mythology and everything of it. 
um, <laughs> into the force and all that. And I mean, it's just, it's awesome. Um, what did you guys think? I, I agree. And, you know, I think that the white wolf is a force white wolf. Mm-hmm. I would agree. With the with the whole connection with the white loath cat and everything, yeah, I thought that was the, uh, that was cute. Like, how they uh, the ears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how that was what made Ezra at ease. All of a sudden, it's like <laughs> we can do a trick. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> I could swallow you in one bite. <laughs> um, what did you think, Katie? Um, I just want to start off by just saying the scene of like after the wolf put uh, um, Sabine to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then they were riding off on its back, like, and I just want that whole little, like, because it was so. I wanted it to be longer, just them on oh, the yeah. back of the wolf, because the music behind it, it was just, it was probably one of the most prettiest scenes mm-hmm. I think I've ever seen in Rebels, and I loved, I loved that so much. I just want more of the wolves as well, because they just look oh, really absolutely. cool and really beautiful. Um, but the kind of like your theory that you went to, like, I, I wish I had that now. <laughs> that sounds so much better. But I didn't have a really a theory because, see, I I think that the, well, I want to say I thought now because I want to go with yours. <laughs> but, um, wolf did mean Doom, D-O-O-M. Ah, okay. Because I, and I, just, and I, th- I thought, could it imply many number of things, which is, is it LaFalle's doomed? I don't, I don't, or the ghost crew is doomed, or so, so kind more, of a more, warning more so. More morbid is okay. Ezra in particular doomed, mm-hmm. like because we've seen him struggle with huh. the dark side and yeah, is that kind of what the wolf was implying that I, I now that I think, hey, how why did you help us? It just says doom. Kind of doesn't make sense <laughs> in my head. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, like, and, and not discounting what you think. Cause, I mean, I yeah. like, I like that. <laughs> um, and, and we're all about theories here. Uh, we love theories, and and there's not really ever a right theory until it mm. becomes. Right. I mean, I guess. Um, but I mean, I, I, I actually like that um, because that's something that we've kind of talked about a lot um, is Ezra's beginning or his ending, rather, um, where he's headed and what's going to happen with him. Because, I mean, he's dabbled with the dark side. Um, and from what we know, if you dabble with the dark side, you don't come back from that. Yeah. Um, unless you're Skywalker. But <laughs> I also, but I also just feel, but I, I don't really want to go with the latter which is you know i think in particular is ezra doomed mm-hmm. i i i personally think it's lafal's doomed i don't i don't okay. know if they're gonna have to you know if that's how the season's gonna end they're just gonna have to start off somewhere mm-hmm. else like maybe just stay on yavin 4 or, mm-hmm. or whatnot but um I'm just gonna have my head now i was about to say something Plus oh you're good <laughs> <laughs> but um no that was it it's like mm-hmm. i don't because to me, like I know the whole the main characters, you know, are is the ghost crew. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like Ezra is like almost like the, the poster boy kind of like he's been always like the forefront character of the show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been about his story. Well it is his beginning. story, yeah. And um so I don't think the show would go that far to say, is he doomed as in death <laughs> or you know, just falling to the dark side because it's mm-hmm. it's a kid's it's a kid's show and I don't think they would personally go that far but. okay i got you yeah well i mean hey we'll, we'll have to see what know. happens yeah <laughs> yeah we never know because i mean <laughs> feloni surprises us all the time so yeah so cool so uh i mean and i mean the, again more more wolf more wolves i, I need more wolves for sure <laughs> i think it's gonna be awesome um but did you guys have any last thoughts or anything like that before we head on i will just say the um the 
the scene where Sabine and Ezra are on the, are in the Tide Defender, and there's mm-hmm. it's the, the the chase scene pretty much mm-hmm. in that episode. I thought was fantastic. It's got to oh, be absolutely. probably one of my favorite scenes of the season. Probably close behind. Um, I think it was the first episode or the second episode. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where Kanan is like directing the ghost through the fog, which I oh, thought yes. yeah, like for Hera, which I thought was really really good. That was probably up till now one of my favorite scenes of the season. Oh yeah, <laughs> so far. Minus the animation was beautiful all throughout. The cinematography was brilliant all throughout, and it made, it gave me me personally like I was watching like no disrespect to animation like because yeah. this this proves the fact that like the scenes in animation can be just as good as scenes from like the saga movies or anything mm-hmm. like that like live action stuff. And um, this scene in particular, it just made me think of the um, speeder bike chase on Endor. Okay, yeah. Because, like, you know, they're getting chased and they're going, you know, like, zooming in and out, you know, pretty fast and there's all, you know, and there's the constant kind of, like, almost like bickering, maybe talk, like banter kind of between Sabine and Ezra, which may kind of remind me yeah. a little bit of Luke and Leia. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I thought it was probably, it was a great scene. That was a great scene. I loved it. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I love the back and forth between them now because, it's, it, again, I, I feel like this this season we're seeing every character light up in their way. They've all found their place. They fit into their piece and everything. And in their back and forth, I love that it's finally back. Like it was in season one where they rib each other, all that kind of stuff. And and now now we got it again. Um, brother and sister are back together. <laughs> not well, not so brother, not so sister. But anyways, <laughs> don't want to cr- don't want to crush any ships or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So cool. All right, guys, so that is our episode for Castle Run Weekly. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Um, and thank you, Katie, for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on today. Yay, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Um, and so do you want to tell them where they can find you? Um, if you want to talk Star Wars nonsense with me, because I talk all sorts of Star Wars nonsense, you could uh, follow me on Twitter at KT with three E's, one, two, zero. It is three E's, like people get confused on that. <laughs> I don't know why it's three E's, but there you go. Um, <laughs> if you also want to check out my Twitch, my my streams, it, it, we go to Twitch and my name on Twitch is the same as my Twitter handle. So KT with three E's, one, two, zero. And then also I do have a podcast as well, which is, oh, at, cool. that's a right to shout out. Uh, we are called the Entertain Nerds, and um, oh, awesome. bas- basically, it's just a, it's just talking about all for- kind of like all forms of entertainment. And it's kind of like, you know we have a structure of like what we've been up to in the week, and, you know, and then we'll move on to maybe some TV film news. And then we do like what we've been watching, what we've been playing, and we do go into a bit of sport because we we're, we're all fans of like football over here. Okay. So we have we have a we have a brief section of sport, but. It's just it's basically just good talk basically about like what we've kind of been up to entertainment wise in the awesome. week. Cool. But thank you for cool. and the shout outs to you guys for bringing me on. And the show's really good. I love your show. Thank so thank you very much for bringing me on. Well thank you. We appreciate that. We we love having you on. You're you're great. Um and, and guys you can follow us at Kessel Run Weekly on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can find us on our website, Kesselrunweekly.com as well. Um, and we should have episodes out every single week. Um, so follow us one of those places. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, you can like this video as well if you're watching. Um, that helps us, obviously. <laughs> and so cool, guys. And so until next time, my name is Danny. I'm Heather. I'm Katie. And may the force be with you. <laughs>